Ah, yes. Tuesday afternoon, WYZM, News Talk 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. I'm your friend, Uncle Dave, sitting alongside Rick Solom. We're going to have a great time here today on the Crosstalk PM. How you guys doing? It's 81 degrees outside. Now, I understand there could potentially be a thunderstorm rolling into the area. We work in, in radio, and so therefore we're basically like an arm of the weather service. And all I'm hearing about is the potential for a thunderstorm. But it looks nice, and we're going to have a great rest of the week, it sure does seem. Coming up on Thursday, our friends over at Riverside Park, they are uh, they're busting out the first round of Moon Tunes. Rick, you planning on attending uh, some Moon Tunes, seeing Bill Miller, and the uh, it looks like, who is the mayor band? Going to be first up. We'll be playing volleyball. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, well, that's pretty good. Where are you guys playing? Hoka Thursday. In Hoka on Thursday. Have you, have you ever played at uh, Rivers or at uh, Pettibone Park? Pettibone, Pettibone. Uh, yeah, it's pick up there sometimes, but yeah. not lately. Okay. Not this year yet. All right. Well, they've been closed, I know, at least. Well, not closed, but uh, Pettibone's been flooded, man. I tried to go over to uh, Pettibone that's Boat right. Club a couple weeks back with my wife, get a little uh, bite to eat in the afternoon on Friday. Not so much. Closed up. The Pettibone Boat Club slash RV sales. Yes. Yes. <laughs> slash all of that. It's a great place to go and hang out. I really like it. Um, so we got a couple of things we're going to try to get to here today. And if you're just tuning on your uh, radio here to WYZM, welcome aboard. Uh, the Better Hearing Center talking text line 785-7914, 785-7914. Best way to get in touch with us here on air. Uh, a couple of things we want to talk about. And of course, this could change depending on what's on your mind. Uh, but I read a really interesting article, Rick, and I sent you a little synopsis of it earlier today. It actually came to us from uh, City Lab, which is kind of a weird, like, you know, alternative website. Not alternative website. It just puts together a whole bunch of little data and, and, and you know, and stat points, which can be interesting if you're into that stuff, which I kind of am. Anyhow, it's talking about a new study that identifies powerful, uh, powerful psychological factors uh, that connect people to places. And, and, and what that means is Americans' mobility, meaning folks moving from state to state, is at a record low. As a matter of fact, we're at the lowest point since about 1948. So I want to talk about why I think that's very important with the state of today's societal discord, if if we will, right? Like we, we've got a, um, I would say, a pretty deeply divided country. Uh, am I off base on that, by the way? You, you are in here five days a week. Am I off base on that, or do you think that that's a fairly accurate assessment? That, that at this particular moment, uh, you know, thoughts and opinions of, of of a host of issues are on quite different sides. Is that fair? I would say that it's fair. I think the end goal, though, is always to be to make ourselves better, whether it's other people as well. But like, mm-hmm. I think the end goal is kind of the same. But there are also there are also also the people that call into the show that really hate the other side which I think is maybe a little bit of an outlier. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Interesting. Like Mike Hayes is, is a conservative, I sure. think. And I, I, would, I don't think that's a question. I would be the opposite of that, okay. a liberal or whatever you want to call it. Okay. And we get along just fine. Absolutely. I mean, we argue on Mondays when he's in here. We argue, but it's not. And then at the end of the day, we, we see you later. You know, like I don't have any. Well, I think that animosity towards him because he's conservative. Okay. And, and, that's, and that's great. And that's what we would hope for, right? And that's been one of my bigger... Uh, talking points since well i started coming on wizm to talk to you guys and one of my bigger uh, i guess you know, personal posts if you will and that's regardless of what political persuasion you're happening to be partaking in or, or no matter what your persuasion is on anything we can probably find some great common ground just sit down together and you'll find out you got more in common than you have apart uh, but i guess what i'm driving at here and, and i you know maybe i'm on on an island with this what i'm seeing and i've been doing something 
kind of like this for some time now. What I've been seeing is an increased level of uh, of what you mentioned, uh, animosity, acrimony, uh, hate, actually, being spewed for people who have different viewpoints. Uh, and this gets espoused by some of the top politicians in this country, some of the top people in this country, entertainers too. So the, the reason that I'm bringing all this up is because I think that it has, and this is just my take on this, I think it has something to do with the fact Americans are moving less, experiencing less of this country. I've moved a lot. I mean, like a ton. And I don't really mind moving. I love it here. I think this place is great. Uh, but I've always been open to moving if there was a better opportunity, if there was more fun, uh, if something just needed to change. Now, and largely that has to do with how I was raised and you know, the ability for me to, as a young person, experience not just this country, but live abroad. It really changed my mind. It opened me up. So we're going to get to that coming up a little later this afternoon. Something else I've been noodling on here last, well, I don't know, 24, 48 hours, uh, because the weather change means we're, we're starting to change clothes. Um, you're wearing athletic shorts today, and so am I. Did you ever wear jean shorts? I know you did. Yeah, like in high school. In high school, school right. Yeah, mid-90s. Sure. So did I. Uh, you wear jeans now, though, right, when the weather is appropriate? Oh, yeah. Okay. So a lot of folks have been talking about the quote-unquote you know, tariff or trade war that's, that's happening right now with the United States and China and United States and Mexico. Uh, many have not really put two and two together with respect to what that could actually mean for folks, especially gene-loving folks in the state of Wisconsin. Now, here in the state of Wisconsin, Rick, uh, and I found this to be true. As a matter of fact, I conducted a, a very in a, you know, unofficial straw poll. Uh, jean shorts are the most popular form of shorts in Wisconsin. As a matter of fact, I have seen tags, it's still okay to be 1995. And so when I see that, I'm like, okay, uh, this whole tariff thing with Mexico, if it goes through, this could severely affect our gene short loving population of Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, and, and, and surrounding regions. Should we just say jorts? Uh, sure. Or not? Jorts. Right. Cause that's gene short, short. Absolutely. Jorts. Yeah. jorts. I don't know if I've ever heard that, but I like where you're yeah, going. That's a, that's a thing. That's okay. what we call it. Jorts. Hey, listen, this is when you happen to be not from Wisconsin. You find out these new things. So, uh, yeah, in the rest of the country, just you know, so you guys understand, uh, it's actually illegal. Um, in 38 of the 50 states, as a matter of fact, it's illegal to wear jean shorts or jorts. Uh, however, uh, there was a grandfathering in clause here in Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Iowa, uh, which allows us to wear jorts. I won't, but you can if you want. Needless to say. Whenever you talk about jean shorts yeah, and shorts, yeah. I automatically go to Tobias Funke from Arrested Absolutely. Development. And the never nude, and he wears jorts under all his Thank clothes. Thank you. Arrested Development, one of the uh, one of the hidden gems on your Netflix account, by the way. If you have not watched it yet, you need to become a fan right away. Jason Bateman never ages. Um, so, look, the trade war, and, and if this tariff goes through, this is going to really, really affect Americans and their genes. So we'll, we'll talk about why that is and exactly how much you might be expecting to pay uh, for a pair of those blue jeans or overalls or jorts or whatever it is you wear. Are we going to ro- roll into wearing jorts and moving out of the state? Is we that, might. Are we going to roll yeah, that, You know somehow? what? I had. Uh, listen, I'm not the one with the big ideas anymore. That apparently has, has turned over to Rick Solom. And uh, yeah, those two things, you never know. They might, they might tie themselves together. So again, if you're just joining us, the Better Hearing Center talking text line today, 785-7914, wide open. You can hit, uh, hit us up as well on Facebook and uh not sure if you guys get much Twitter action, but at WIZM is the Twitter handle uh, here for the station. A couple of interesting stories as well on our website, WIZMnews.com today. One's talking about the, uh, the the temporary stage that's being put up over at Riverside Park and ready for Riverfest, which is unbelievably just like a month away from right now. Super crazy. There's also an article up online, WIZMnews.com, Rick. 
that's talking about um, police and firefighters from across Wisconsin saying public safety is being put at risk for what reason? Fix the roads! Fix the roads, man! And if the police and the firefighters are the ones that are finally coming out and saying it, I, I have an idea that this might actually move the needle. And so if you're amongst the many, and I know there's a lottie out there, that have a real problem with the roads here in the cross, call your local fire department, call your local police department and say, hey, I stand with you guys and what you're doing out there. And I agree that fixing the roads, that's that's to help I mean, you. Those guys are in cars all day long. Yes, too, right? so cars and trucks. Yeah, big trucks. Yeah, you know, can you imagine being on top of a, a fire engine and having to go like downtown Lacrosse Street and taking your life into your own hands right before you even get to the call? I think that's, you know, a little more than maybe they signed up for. So if you're hopeful that you can get some roads fixed, perhaps you befriend one of your neighborhood police officers or fire officers and uh, tell them what you think. All right, so let's step aside, take our first quick look at news. We'll come back. It's WYZM News Talk 1410 AM 92.3 FM. I'm Dave. He's Rick. Come on back and hang with us. WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. It's Dave Carney, Rick Solom in the house, in the saddle with you. If you guys want to get in touch with us here on air, we'd love to have you guys and gals, of course. The uh, Better Hearing Center talk and text line is 785-7914-608. Area code, if you're calling from Minnesota, and perhaps you've got an old-fashioned, like, long-distance plan, perhaps that's inefficient but i don't think so not many of you anyways have that 608-785-7914 uh, i got a text message in here on the better hearing center text line comes from uh, somebody whose name i can't well i, I can't find it so i'm going to say anonymous we were talking about gene shorts jorts if you will uh rick brought that to my attention i didn't realize there was actually a saying i can't believe you didn't know that i didn't it's because again where i'm from jorts have been outlawed since uh 1997 <laughs> yeah you can't no you can't say it are you kidding me it's blaspheming uh, anyhow, Anonymous said this. I think it's a felony in Wisconsin to wear jean shorts cut off so that the pockets show. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Well, Listen, depending and, on who. Uh, yeah, that. If I'm doing that, no, felony. No, especially if you're doing that. Uh, but if you happen to be, you know, I don't know, let's say between the ages of 20 and 23, and, you know, it's a particular hot day and you want to walk your dog, okay, fine. And, and you're, you're. Still not the greatest walking attire. No, no. But, you know, again, I guess I was. Maybe thinking of, of that a bit selfishly. So that's for different reasons and uh, probably doesn't need to be expounded upon here. Again, I said we got the uh, Better Hearing Center talking text line open, getting a number of different messages in. Uh, you guys pile them on uh, high and deep. If you want to call the show, we'll, we'll be happy to have you. Again, if you want to change topics from whatever it is Rick and I are on today, that's fine. We could talk about Larry no, the no Cat, problem. the UK's chief mouser that wow. decided to take a nap under Trump's limo today or You know what? I saw Larry the Cat. Why, why was it that he was trolling Trump? I don't get that. Larry the Cat. Yeah, I don't get it. Why is he trolling him? I don't Be- know. Because that's an internet, you know, the clickbait. Larry the Cat trolls President Trump. No, he, he laid under his, his... Yeah, I know, I saw, but why oh. is that trolling him? Like, you know, because some internet site I saw, it well, was like, the, you know... He's the chief mouser for the... In, okay. Oh, in, we say we got a... biggest rat is oh, over there right now, Oh, right? look at you. Look at you. I, I knew where you were going with that. I had to hear it. You had to walk yourself into it. All right, so one of the things that I did want to talk about today, and, you know, this actually has a lot to do with why we're talking about President Donald Trump, at least in my opinion, uh, here today in 2019. And it's an interesting article I I was picking up on from City Lab, and it talked about why some Americans won't move even if they have higher salary. And there was a study done, and the study was done by the Federal Reserve Bank of New York that suggests other and more emotional 
psychological factors may be at work. The study used data from the bank's survey of consumer expectations to examine a degree of which people's attachment to their communities all right, affect their willingness and ability to move. Uh, now, to get at this, they used a survey panel of about 1,300 respondents, and it was nationally representative. Um, the group they, they put into three different mobility classes. Uh, these classes are, are looked at as rooted, those who want to stay because of uh, you know community reasons, those who are stuck, uh, and, and those who are not stuck but still won't move for various other reasons. Now, what I found most interesting, I'm not going to bore you with a bunch of details that aren't important to the thrust of the conversation. But what I found interesting uh, was also something that I, I, I sort of weaved into what has been a continuing narrative, at least in my mind, over the course of the last, we'll just call it 10 years, but for more you know, recent reasons, we'll call it the last four or five years. Why Americans are continuing to get themselves very, very locked into a side thing, right? Like I've got a guy and he wears a red tie and I like R's and I'm a, yeah, that's my guy. Or I got a guy and he wears a blue tie and I really like D's and that's my guy. Well, nearly half of those surveyed in this Federal Reserve Bank of New York report say the reason that they are not moving is because they're attached to their towns, right? Towns like La Crosse, Wisconsin. Now, nearly half of those people, 47 percent, are disproportionately older, white, married, homeowners and rural. The reasons for them not moving are more psychological than economic proximity to family and friends. I mean, you it's like can, a comfort zone. Yeah, thing you too, can right? you can understand that, right? It becomes very much a comfort zone. Um, another 15%, so a, a total of over 60% of all respondents are either A, rooted, they want to stay because they're older, white, married, homeowners, rural. Another 15% are stuck. They lack the resources to really move. Uh, the reason I think this is important is because w- when you look at how Americans moved around the country, I mean, heck, there were great... Uh, novels written about this. John Steinbeck's The Grapes of Wrath really detailed what happened in the 1930s. The Dust Bowl and the Depression came together and relocated millions of Americans from the Midwest and Lower South to the West Coast, California specifically. And since 1948, okay, when the census started to track mobility, in 2018, mobility in the United States has fallen to record lows. In 1985, and I was a kid in 1985, so were you, and I moved a ton. Nine elementary schools, I think three junior highs, three high schools in the time in which I went to school. In 1985, nearly 20% of Americans had changed their residence within the preceding 12 months. By 2018, fewer than 10%. I mean, that is more than half down in a 30-year span. So what I think is happening with all of this lack of mobility, Rick, is I think people continue to get more dug in to entrenched viewpoints. Their expansion of mind, of, of spirit, isn't... Uh, activated as much because they aren't moving. They aren't leaving comfort zones. And therefore, and we'll just call it what it is, I think the the lack of empathy in, in many respects, in, you know, a whole lot of different sociological, you know, reasons for this, but I think the lack of empathy in large part comes from people not understanding who else it is we share this country with. So if you stay in one place your whole life, and let's say it's Vernon County where I live, a beautiful place, no reason to move, but you have no idea what it's like living in Laredo, Texas. And so while you might see something on Fox News about how horrible, you don't know anything about that. Your perception of such is colored in a way that they can render it almost uh, impotent, inaccurate. So I think that the fact that Americans move less, even for good jobs, and when I moved out here, boy, it cost a fortune, and it was across the country, but we had an opportunity. And we seized upon that opportunity, and we're very glad that we did. I think my comfort level with moving, however, was part of the reason that I was able to do so. Today, with Americans moving less, 
it doesn't surprise me that we continue to find ourselves in some deep-rooted divides where, hey, no, I think this, and I've been thinking this, I've known somebody that has done this for a long time, and then somebody will come and try to affirm your opinions of not moving, of having a certain mindset, and when you hear somebody affirming those opinions, and you know we can put that from a state, a local, even a national level, you sort of attach onto that because you're attached to something too, and that's where you live. Two things. First, the idea that somebody wouldn't move for a better job somewhere is kind of comical, right? Like you're literally going to somewhere, you're bettering your situation. Like you're just going to go make more money. And I don't know. And then the second thing, when, when what's, what's everyone complain about, about January, February and living in right. the state is why right. we it's... live here. It's been winter for five months now. And, exactly. And in March and April, it's still winter in April. <laughs> and like, why, then like always the joke is like, why do we still live here? And then you get into July and August and it's so humid. It's like, why do we live here? It's humid all the time. So the idea that people don't move out of the Midwest to go, you know, wherever I feel like anywhere is better otherwise than the midwest except for maybe four months of the year and in the fall and maybe the spring although the spring's wet forever so i kind of hate the spring but like (laughs) why do we live here yeah you know what and you're getting maybe some people thinking i'll I'll tell you what uh for me a lot of it has to do with uh, having a a school-age child right i mean the schools out here in in the midwest are fantastic uh the desoto pirates by the way hope they have done well today I, i know they were at state um you know it, it it's it's a different look if you're a parent okay and and going back to your your um, your assessment about not moving for money and how that seems crazy according to this uh particular report here um Americans perceive not moving as worth a sacrifice of more than get this 100% of their income the psychological cost of leaving family and friends alone in this survey equated to 30% of the reason the study reads quote the median person in our sample will forego 30% of his or her income in order to stay close to family. So you could be looking at a job that pays you 70 cents on the dollar of what you made five years ago, and you could have a job that's 300, 400 miles away that will pay you what you used to make. And unless it's 135% of what your income was, you would be declined to move in many cases. So again, you know, this is a pretty wide-ranging and a pretty big sort of a topic. The reason that I think it's important and just kind of struck me as as a topic that could coalesce together with the state of our current political affairs is simply that when you don't move, you you don't meet new people. And when you don't meet new people, your the necessity to to expand your mind isn't there. It, it it's not as great as it would be. Not you know that you can't get challenged by Nobody people wants- that Nobody wants to meet new people anymore. But you should. That's too bad, though. I mean, you lose the ability to, to learn new things. Well, in high school, you're forced to because you just, like, you literally see people in the hallway and then they end up Absolutely. on your sports team. Or Absolutely. You're, you're pushed into these situations like sports and activities like that. In college, you're forced to meet new people through the dorms. And then, like, if you want to have any extracurricular activities like intramurals, that's how I, I met a lot of In fact, sports is kind of how I met all, all of my friends. It's a great way about. to do it. And then uh, when you get to your job, that's kind of how you meet other friends. But then, like, how outside of your job, after you're done with, you know, if you're not, like, I play sports, so I still meet friends. But, like, outside of that, I'm like, God, I don't know how I would meet any friends because I'm not, like, a super-duper social person anyway. Like, we have events here all the time through, you yeah, know, I've never seen radio you. stations. Yeah, and, I've never seen you. And sometimes I'm like, oh, you guys were at that thing? And I might have went there. And I'm like, no, I went there one day. We know. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but, like. So like moving out of your comfort zone, like, oh, I'm going to go I'm going to go live in Seattle and not know anybody like that's a, and then traffic, too. But. Well, I, and listen, you're you're right in that 
the comfort zone level. And that's really what this is boiling down to, right? It's ultimately about comfort. The 15%, 15% of the, the, the 60% overall who basically have no mobility, those who are, quote, rooted 47 plus percent and 15% who say they are stuck have real no means to get out. At least the stuck people don't. The rooted, they care not to. But you're right. Comfort zone is exactly why this is so big. And 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 I guess I think about 1985. Now, even though 1985, you could look back and say, well, Ronald Reagan was president. It was the height of conservatism. Ronald Reagan would be a screaming leftist right now. The things that Ronald Reagan was pr- proposing back in 1985 and working with Tip O'Neill, dear God, working across the aisle, what are you thinking? You're supposed to call these people your enemies And that's part of the problem that we're having right here. So when I opened with the salvo, do you think that people are more dug in? I I think nationally, yes. Now, fortunately here, we're not tasked with a lot of the inconveniences the rest of the country has to face. I know this because I've lived in many parts of the rest of this country. So because of that, we don't necessarily carry the same weight or burden uh, that other states do with respect to the mental share it takes to sort of, you know, go over big topics like massive amounts of gun violence or Uh, traffic, as you mentioned, or even border crossings. This is just not a Wisconsin problem. So because of that and the lack of mobility, I I just perhaps think that that is a reason, maybe not the only reason, but that is a large reason in my estimation that we have dug ourselves into some some, some pretty well, uh, uh, some some pretty well dug trenches. And it doesn't seem that we're moving from these uh, very fast anyhow. Now, is DeSoto baseball playing today? They they were playing today. Did they play Ithaca today? Uh, No, I wanted to say it was like they were playing somewhere in... Belmont? uh, Yeah, maybe in Riverdale. I I believe that's tomorrow at 1.30. Oh, no, no. no. Wednesday, June 5th, 1.30 p.m. Well, then they must have changed... Riverdale. Okay, they must have changed that then because they were slated to play early. Ithaca 4-0 the other day. No, that was the other day. All right, well, maybe their games got canceled uh, or moved because of the weather. Uh, So there's that. Well, best of luck, DeSoto, and go Pirates. Uh, listen, 533, we're going to step aside. When we come back, I want to talk about something else that's kind of weird and wild. Yeah, it's, it's called jeans. And why jeans might be one of the more um, unintended victims of what could be a huge tax on Americans. Stock up on jeans. Yeah, stock up on jeans. And jorts, too, uh, if, if you're one of those. <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll be back. It's WYZM, News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Yeah, here we are, WYZM, News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. It is Lacrosse Talk PM. If you want to get in touch with the program, if you want to be on air, have your voice heard, the Better Hearing Center, talking text line, 785-7914. Um, I ain't superstitious, but our friend Dan out there in Trempolo seems to be, he says this, I would like to know why there is a City of Lacrosse squad car parked at a residence in Trempolo. I know that with a lot of seniority, lot capitalized, you could live out of the city, but take a squad car home? Uh, that seems a bit much. I didn't realize. Is there any restriction to living outside of the city for police officers? Why Why would you have to live in I have no clue. I, I'm very uh, unfamiliar. I, I know that uh, there used to be a lot of incentives given to police officers to live in the communities uh, in, in which they served, but they're not on call. Uh, no, no, they're so. not. And and so also one of the reasons I've I've had a couple of uh, cop friends through the years. One of the reasons they don't necessarily like to live in town is because that is where they serve. Uh, a, a different look. So I'm unfamiliar, Dan. If that is somehow a lacrosse city bylaw, uh, but if you can do some research, let your fingers do the walk and shoot it up to a seven. Eight five seventy nine fourteen on so that. He is putting extra miles on that car, driving oil to Trempolo. Uh, yeah, I guess he had to pay for the gas, right? I mean, or how does that work? Anyways, I don't know. And that, let me just put it like this: I don't know. Uh, but hey, if you guys do, that's what Lacrosse Talk PM is is all about. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about here today, it just it, it happened to catch my attention because I know there's been a lot of different talk, and especially with uh, 
you know, this being a rural type area, a lot of farmers are feeling the pinch with these new tariffs or trade wars, if you will, going on with China and soybean production is down. And uh, that's largely to do with the weather. But then at the same time, there's just a lot of different problems getting product overseas right now. So I've been hearing a lot about that. And we have a great program. Pam Yonke is the host of it, the farm show from five to six on WKTY. So occasionally, well, like five days a week, I have to listen to that. And so I pick up a couple of kernels. Well, one of the kernels that I picked up here, uh, this is actually an article I picked up from Quartz Magazine. And if you're new to Lacrosse Talk PM with me here on Tuesdays, if you're ever looking for my source material, happy to send it to you. I keep references for everything. And if you'd like to pour over some of this stuff too, uh, just send us an email or a text message. We'll be sure to get some info out to you. So Quartz Magazine had um, an, an article talking about what Mexico tariffs would mean for denim-loving Americans. And yes, that means those that do also enjoy the illicit activity of wearing jorts. Uh, as was mentioned by one of our listeners here, Rick, uh, he believes it is a felony to wear jorts. And I do know for a fact, I mean, this is real real, you know, talk here, 38 states have already made it illegal to wear jean shorts. And that was just out of a good taste and common sense law. But they're still around. Jeans are just real big here in the state of Wisconsin. I see jeans everywhere I go. I think that's the uh, kind of a pre-approved like dress outfit, if you will. When you're going someplace nice, you'll wear jeans. So would it surprise you, though, to know that Mexico is the largest importer of men's blue jeans in the world, at least to the United States of America? Forty and a half percent of all U.S. men's blue jeans imported in 2018 come from Mexico. China brings us 13 percent. Look at that difference. You think everything's made in China? It's not. 13.3% 13.3% is made in China, 12% in Bangladesh, basically the same place. Uh, Egypt, 5 Pakistan, 5 Okay, there you go. But Mexico, 40.5%. Now, I'm not entirely sure that he does or does not understand this, but I'm going to judge by recent comments that he largely does not understand what a tariff is. President Donald Trump has threatened to slap a 5% tariff on Mexico because they're just not cracking down at the border enough, and we're going to show you. Uh, I hate to be the one to bring you bad news, especially on a station which is largely dedicated to affirmation and not information, so I apologize for that. But a tariff is actually a tax on us, a consumer tax. It's not a tax on the country that is importing said goods. Now, when you think about a tariff, you might have the idea that, yeah, that's going to hurt China or Mexico. No. A 5% tariff on the United St- on Mexico for imported goods would likely result in one of the largest tax hikes in U.S. history, okay, because of how much stuff we get. And the blue jeans are, are, are just one of the easy examples to sort of pull here. The, the more difficult example is going to be about food, okay? Food is, is, we waste more food than we eat. We know that. We have grocery stores that bring us out-of-season products 12 months a year, okay? Like, how many people eat strawberries in December? Okay, those aren't American strawberries, right? Like, those come from south of the border, south of the equator in many cases, So a 5% tariff on Mexico would be disastrous, like disastrous for us as consumers, but especially for you, jean short lovers and just jean lovers, those wearing Oshkosh pagashes. A matter of fact, the American Apparel and Footwear Association, also known as the AAFA, which probably won't last long if it's anything like the AAF, just a short couple of games, which is a trade group representing U.S. clothing brands that have previously, uh, previously pushed back against, you know, uh, the China tariff said, quote, this is unfathomable, especially as we are working to gain approval in the USMCA in the United States and the USMCA is about to be introduced in the Mexican legislature. Now, uh, that is supposedly going to be a new trade kind of a bill, a hoping one uh, that would replace NAFTA with. Right. Which was the North American Free Trade Agreement. So when, when you think about a five percent tariff, yeah, it sounds good. Sounds like tough talk. Awesome. 
But if you like jeans, this is bad. Okay, this is this is not good. And and we I, I would I would love it if we again collectively the we as we stand right now uh, are very dug in and divided. And we talked about maybe why I think that is a lack of mobility nationwide, and people just don't move and do things. But a five percent tariff on Mexican imports just on jeans alone would be ruinous. Now, last year the U.S. imported about six hundred and ninety-one million dollars worth of men's blue jeans from Mexico. It imported just a total of 227 from China. That's 227 million. Uh, that's a big difference. All right, so we'll go to the phones. Rick, uh, two calls online. Who's first? Southside Tom. Southside Tom. What's shaking, brother? I love that name, man. How are you? <laughs> um, uh, I've been thinking. Um, you have to enter into the factor that there can be market saturation. I already have about 18 pairs of pants. <laughs> I don't need any more of them. Yeah. Does that stop anyway. people from buying stuff, though? I mean, because, you know, Dan, uh, the, the, the people in this country, we love consumerism, right? That's that's what drives our economy, is buying stuff. Yes, but there gets to be a point where you almost got to give something away to Get oh, absolutely. I'd stop driving cars today if I could get rid of the OPEC cartel and go back to the gold standard. That's not going to happen. Thanks for the call. 785-7914. Who's next? Eric from Sparta. Eric from Sparta. My man, my man, my man. What's shaking? How are you? I'm doing okay. I was kind of wondering about you uh, uh, belittling these uh, tariffs. Yeah. I agree with you. They may hurt Americans. Mm-hmm. That's what they'll yeah. do. In the short run. Okay, how does it affect... Um, also, they are also hurting China and the countries that they're being used against because it's going to hurt them, too. But the point is, it's a long-term strategy. Do you understand that? A long-term, not, not instant gratification like you, seem like you or some of the other your liberal listeners want. It's long-term strategy. Take a deep breath. It's got to be turned around. They're not going to... We got to stop them from bankrupting our country. Oh, we cannot goodness. withstand these national trade deficits year after year after year after year. And you think a tariff is? Do you, do you understand that a tariff has nothing to do with the trade deficit? I mean, you realize that, right? Those are two completely no, no, separate no, no, things. No. When we have trade deficits, that's against the United States government's debt. Eric from Sparta, good talking to you, buddy. 785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line wide open. Um, all right, we got another one before we got to go to break. Uh, Rick, who's next? Trempolo Tom. Trempolo Tom, what's happening, man? How are you today? I'm good. Uh, so here's a couple things. First sure. of all, <clears throat> Donald Trump dislikes trade tariffs more than anybody or you and I. He understands that they are not good. But he is playing hardball, and you, you got to understand that it is not uh, cheap for America to tolerate the illegal immigration and the other things and the crime that the Mexican uh, government is allowing to continue. So he is doing what he can to stop that, and, and I think rightly so. And if the Americans would get behind him on, on his, his tariff attempts, we wouldn't have any tariffs. He has said all along he's in looking for free trade, fair trade, and doesn't want any tariffs. But until they're willing to play fair and play by the rules and they have their citizens follow the laws, then we are going to uh, attempt to stifle them a little bit with tariffs. 
All right. Uh, good stuff, Trempolo. Tom, I appreciate your uh, your phone call, man. Always good hearing from you. The Better Hearing Center, talk and text line, 785-7914. Uh, listen, we don't have to go away from this in agreement, um, but what we will go away from as friends, at least that's my hope. So we're going to step aside, take a real quick break. When we come back, wrapping up shop, it's Lacrosse Talk PM here on WYZM, News Talk 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Rolling Stones, part of our... Uh, well, part of our little fun music here on a Tuesday afternoon. Thanks a bunch for being with us. Rick's back there hocking up along, and uh, he's trying to do his best to reprise Val Kilmer's role as Doc Holliday in Tombstone. I'll be a huckleberry. Uh, that's a very good one. I like that. All right, so the Better Hearing Center talk and text line still active, 785-7914. Thanks a bunch to Southside Dan, Toma Dan, and uh, Eric from Sparta, too, all calling here recently. Appreciate you guys. Uh, again, if we don't agree on things, no problem. I think you guys are all awesome, especially the really smart ones. Like Toma Dan. It's always got a good nugget of information. One of our uh, listeners here, an anonymous listener, at least I can't find your name on the text line, has said this. uh, Buy American made first and foremost. And second, don't talk about cost of tariffs unless you're willing to talk about the cost of illegal immigration and what it costs the U.S. Always one-sided and half-truths. Always. Mm, Okay. Plus, it doesn't hurt the U.S. like you fools think it would. Scar tactics is what he said, but I'm pretty sure he meant to say scare tactics. That's all right. Autocorrect doesn't always work. Could be a Disney like that Lion King thing. Yeah, oh, that's, that's true. I'm actually pretty interested in seeing the new Lion King. I'm not going to lie. James Earl Jones reprising the voice role of Mufasa. Yeah, that's good stuff. Never seen it. Um, wow, you're missing out. It wasn't a bad movie. All right, so listen, I'm going to address this one real quick. So as a principled sort of a statement, I believe in buying American first. And I will say that my grandmother, who is uh, of Swedish descent, been in the United States for, I don't know, 55 plus years now, a citizen. Okay, don't worry. But she comes from the right kind of country, right? Anyways, she's Swedish. Um, when Did she was a kid, white kind of, what, what, I said the right kind oh. of country, at least according to our president, the kind of people he wants to see here. I mean, there's illegal immigration or immigration, I should say, that he likes, and there's some that he doesn't. I'll, I'll leave it up to you to decide why that is. The point that I was going to make is that when my grandmother was a little girl, there there was one thing and, and, and one thing above all that people knew around the world, okay? Made in USA, made in the USA. So if something was made in the USA, it was automatically looked at as the best quality made by the best workers with the best industry in the world, bar none, second to none. And there wasn't really a, a way around that unless you were talking about automobiles and perhaps you could even still give the nod to Germany. But I doubt it. We invented the automobile here in this country. Yes, they have made some improvements, but that you know wasn't the point. The, the point was made in the USA was a big deal. And that was a big deal around the world. As a matter of fact, people talked about that with great reverence. So to you, Anonymous... I'm all for it. Buy American first. Guess what, though? Americans won't take the kind of pay for the jobs that need to be done in order to get things for the prices that we want. So we're very accustomed to very cheap, very quick, very accessible products and goods. That is not going to be something we would have at the same degree of cheapness if it was an American worker. It just wouldn't be because we've got a different set of economic standards here. And that's fantastic. But we can't roll back the clock. And and here's the other thing. We've talked about this on a previous program, and I know I'm running out of time, but automation the use of robotics and artificial intelligence will largely make the manufacturing jobs of old back in the you know old days that we're thinking about where some guy got to go to work with a lunch pail and stand at the end of a, a line and press a button and he could go home to his wife who didn't work and the kids who were well-educated and in school and everything was good. He was going to have a pension and retire. Those days are over, like O-V-E-R, over. So, yeah, sure, if we want to make American first, here's my thought, you Better get better at in America at, at math and science and engineering. Now, that's why the government's got this big STEM push, right? Science, technology, engineering, and math. Because we lag way behind. 
uh, many countries in the development of new technology. So, to your point, if we want to buy American-made first and second, don't talk about the cost of tariffs. Well, then let's get good at making stuff again because what we have done is outsource this to everybody else. And now we're paying the, the price, literally and figuratively. So thanks for bearing with me. Now, coming up tomorrow, Lacrosse Talk PM with Rick Solem. Probably going to be a bit of a different turn. Rick, what do you got on the docket for tomorrow? We're going to wing it. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. All right. I, I like that. talk about I like that. some Sounds uh, fair. stuff I met. I, stuff I met. Stuff you met. Some animals I met <laughs> at my, uh, my friend's veterinary clinic the other day. All right. Now, this isn't going to turn into a weird story about animal husbandry, right? And and, and what you want to do with these animals. This is going to be different. No, it has nothing to do with jorts either. Okay. All right. Good stuff. I did happen to think one time, and this was just a, a, you know something I noodled on for probably longer than I should have, but not nearly as long as I wanted to, about animal husbandry, right? Do you think there's anything in the fact that Babe, the blue ox, is named Babe, and that Paul Bunyan stands right behind Babe, the blue ox, and then we talk about animal husbandry? 